We're here with another Teen Tights WXW Germany special as we're joined by one of the most accomplished wrestlers in WWX history, but all of European wrestling. Uh, spanning a near 13-year career, he has held just about every piece of gold in WXW. He has competed for promotions such as Big Japan Wrestling, Major League Wrestling, CZW. He is the current head coach of the WXW Academy, the leader of Amboss, Robert Dreiska. How are you, Robert? Hey, I'm good. I'm uh, yeah, finally starting to recover from the World Tag Team uh, Festival. And yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good and I'm happy to be here. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining. You mentioned it. I'm going to show off. I've actually still got the band on from the weekend. Because, <laughs> uh, yes, I, I arrived home yesterday myself uh, after a great uh, weekend. Well, almost a week in Germany and really, really enjoyed myself. The show itself was amazing and we're going to get a chance to talk a, a lot more about that in just a little while uh we of course we're tea ties to great british wrestling podcast for great british wrestling uh, as featured on bodyslam.net and john's podcasting network i am the host andrew moore and even most and uh so you first joined up with wxw in 2009 is that correct yeah, I actually had my uh, very first match for WXW, uh, even though I'm originally from uh, from Austria. Um, but I've known um, Tassilo Jung, uh, Felix Kohlenberg, and a bunch of other guys uh, from the uh, German or continental Europe uh, European scene uh, basically since around 2005, 2006, where I started to help out at shows, do graphics and uh, the, uh, stuff like that, just to be part of wrestling in, in, in some way. So I knew um, some people already, but I was originally trained in uh, Austria by Michael Kovac. Mm. And yeah, it was basically a coincidence that, uh, that I debuted for WXW because um, I was just going on a trip uh, for fun and one of the very first lessons that you that you learn is that you always bring your gear uh that's what i did and then i ended up wrestling uh on that show now i so thought like early on in wxw they were a bit of an extreme side promotion which hence the name the uh, west side extreme wrestling was it that style or was it the uh the european cat style the strong style that they were beginning to introduce into the late 2000s that really grabbed your attention um i I myself, I was never really a big, uh, and I'm still to this day, I'm not a big deathmatch fan. I do like um, if, or let me put it like that, if a story calls for a gimmick match, um, then I'm all up for it. And it can be a great, uh, yeah, that can be a great tool to tell a story. But um, yeah, I, I was never, I was never a big fan of like having, like a, a random hardcore division or just doing death matches just for the sake of doing death matches. Um, I mean, not that it's wrong or anything. It's, it, it was just never my, um, my cup of tea, so to say. Um, so yeah, I was, I was more like, um, like the, the guys who really draw my attention in WXW when I was looking at it as a fan were the likes of Baron von Hagen, for example who I remember had like a, a great match with Goshi Yusaki back in 
2005, maybe 2006, something around, uh, something like that. So yeah, it was more, it was more the, um, yeah, the, the, the strong style and wrestling matches rather than uh, the hardcore slash deathmatch uh, stuff that, yeah, got me interested in WXW, I would say. That's very similar to my views. I love a good hardcore match if the story is there for it, but sometimes just for the sake of having it, I, I do kind of agree with that that stance. Uh, now, early on, you did get to go over to a Big Japan Wrestling, like only after a couple of years. Yeah. What was it like? Uh, what was that experience like? Was it a, a culture shock to you at the time? or? I mean, at that point, I was probably 19 years old or some, or maybe 20 years old. Um, I was, I was really, really young. Uh, I just graduated from um, uh, from school, and um, I got this offer from Felix Kohlberg at the time, uh, which I was always, uh, of course, really happy about. Um, and it was basically a no-brainer. So while the rest of my classmates were going to, I get, I don't know, like somewhere to Turkey or Greece to get drunk for a week, I packed my stuff and went to Japan for six weeks to uh, to train wrestling um, at the at the Big Japan uh, dojo. Um, but yeah, obviously that was a that a, a culture shock uh, for sure. But also at the same time, like with 19, 20 years old, I was I didn't really see that much from the world yet. So you know, it was yeah, it was probably because of that even more uh, culture shock, but it was very interesting. Six weeks, I really learned a lot um, from uh, the likes of um, Daisuke Sekimoto, Yoshishito Sasaki. Um, and I don't, know, I don't know if I would be sitting here right now, to be quite honest, if it wasn't for those six weeks in Japan where I could uh, really learn a lot, wrestle a lot also, which was not actually even intended in the beginning, but uh, because, yeah, I got some size to me. I think it was interesting for them uh, to use me, uh, to use me on their shows as well, which I'm super happy about. And yeah, it was a great time. And it was just all like shortly after that, that uh, was it, Prior to it, that they had the the joint promotions because I know you they uh, WXW and Big Japan they had a few co promoted shows a few year, uh, like a year afterwards. Yeah, exactly. I, I I went in 2011. There was already there was already a working relationship. Uh, I mean, I don't know the 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 insights or anything, but there, there was already a relationship uh, built up there. I think Sekimoto was uh, here for 16 Karat prior to that, maybe even early, could have been even 2009 or 10, some, something like that. Um, and yeah, like, uh, a year after it was when uh, WXW, CCW and Big Japan were running shows together in, in Japan afterwards. And I think to this day, actually, the WXW logo is still on the Big Japan uh strong world heavyweight championship so yeah yeah i think uh i remember when we had tassilo on very recently yeah i'm pretty sure he did mention that as well uh now so like shortly after that you had been kind of taken under the wing by 
Walter, or then Big Daddy Walter, uh, forming the uh, tag team, the Outsizers, which is out A-U-T, not O-U-T, because of your both of your Austrian heritage. What was it like working with Walter during that uh, early period of his career? I mean, um, I would I would say Walter took me his uh, under his wing like way before that. I mean, I actually I don't even know how long I'm, I've been knowing Walter. Maybe it's since two thousand six or seven, something like that. So, yeah, at least like four or five years prior. Um, um, after I mean, I, I started out regularly, like as a regular in WXW in two thousand twelve. But mm. I knew Walter way before that. Um, so yeah, that's that's I would not say that's the point where he took me under his uh, wing. Yeah. I was there for 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 quite some time already. But yeah, um, like the I, I really enjoyed the, the time uh, with Walter as a uh, as a tag team. Um, obviously, um, yeah, be, basically being teached on the job is a great. Um, yeah, is a, is, a, is a great thing and um yeah we had i think we had a lot of uh we had, we had a lot of great um and cool matches um there's definitely a lot of uh really nice memories to our time as the outsiders uh which would probably be a name that both of us would not pick anymore today but <laughs> but like almost like 10 years ago um it's uh, it sounded like a funny and uh, cool idea so so we went for it um uh, but yeah um i definitely learned a lot from walter i, I mean it, it hasn't changed uh to this day really um we're still almost i would say i mean now that he's uh living uh, in america i would not say we're in daily contact but we speak to each other a couple of times a week um so yeah i'm i'm still I'm still still under his wing, so to say, to this day. That's excellent. And then, of course, uh, you joined the uh, f- uh, stable known as Cerberus, uh, where you got to work with a rookie, Ilya Dragunov, of course, again, doing some great things right now. What was it like? What was he like during that period as a, a young rookie? Um, so Cerberus was... Um came at the right time for me because even though the, the the tag team with Walter was was a great thing and we we were also uh, tag team champions and all that stuff but uh, but Walter was also always in the main event picture uh, which led to me being you know I mean I'm, like that's not a complaint or anything but that that also leads that you're just somewhere in in no man's land on the card, um, which um, how should I say um, is not really where you want to be for 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 a longer amount of time. Um, so uh, Cerberus came in super um, handy f- uh, for me uh, timing wise because it was I, f- I felt like it it, it was time uh, time to move on. So we did the turn from myself against Walter at uh 16 carat and then i joined uh cerberus together with julian nero and uh Ilya dragonov and coming back to your question yeah at that point uh Ilya was um very how should i say like if let's say if we if we needed to wrestle in match 
six or something like that, he would already uh, charge around backstage like a raging bull in match one or two, uh, getting himself into the mood while I was always more calm. And uh, with Julian Nero being the like the the greenest of uh, of the three of us, uh, it, it would uh, I think seeing it from the outside that might be a really entertaining visual with um, the insecure green guy, the calm big guy, and Ilya Dragunov raging around uh, backstage on uh, what what seemed like uncontrolled at times. <laughs> um, but also Cerberus was a was a great time. We fought. Um, like, uh, I mean, they were not really called Ringkampf at, uh, at that time, but we wrestled a lot with, with Walter, um, Axel Dieter Jr., who's now known as Ludwig Kaiser, the Mac, and all those guys. Um, so there's also a lot of great memories about, the, uh, about that time. So you actually held the tag team championships uh, once with Walter, once with Julian Nero as Monster consulting uh once with uh Ilya and recently with uh Anil Marek which have been your favorite of the four tag team runs as champion hard um, questions <laughs> you can I, I cannot really answer a question um because all of them all of those title reigns were super different and if you think, uh, if you if you really look at it, it's almost like a like a full circle thing because with Walter I was the bloody rookie. Then it was me and Ilya Dragunov. We were like kinda on the same level at that point. Maybe like a, you know, maybe it was he was a little bit ahead of me, but we were somewhat in the same um, in the same region. Then I was tag team champion with Julian Nero, who Definitely is not my student, but it was the first time that I was giving guidance to somebody. So it that's almost all, you know. So so it's already starting uh, to turn. And then it's Anil Marik, who's literally my student that I became tag team champion with. So all of those four um, title reigns were so different, and I had a, a different role in all of them that I cannot really say which one I enjoyed the most uh probably I would say the monster consulting time was the one was the one tag team that was over the most for like half a year I think that was uh was super hot between um carrot and world tag team festival when we eventually dropped the belts um that but again like all four all four reigns were uh special for their for their own reasons and they're not really comparable i would say yeah now as when you're working with uh nero as the monster consultancy you changed from being robert dreisker who you a name you'd use throughout and then became avalanche was it due to the tag team gimmick or was there another reasoning behind this um no, the change actually came already with the Cerberus. Oh. um i mean I, all, I used Avalanche as a, as, a, as a nickname since probably 2011, but it was Avalanche Robert Reisker. Um, and then with Cerberus and the gimmick being 
like very over the top and everybody being crazy, everybody losing their mind and stuff like that. Uh, the idea was to go to, to make it a little, little less human and just drop the Robert Dreisker and just replace it with only Avalanche, uh, which made sense at the time, uh, I would say. Um, but it was not like to me, it was not really a huge change because I was using that nickname basically since I or almost since I started out. Um, so but yeah, the thought process behind it was, OK, here's a crazy guy with uh, who's rolling his eyes, his, his tongue is out and he's probably not the smartest. Let's just call him Avalanche instead of Robert. Uh, it was around that time that you uh, also got to go and compete with MLW in Major League Wrestling. Uh, what was that uh, experience like? Did you get because you fought against was it Tom Lawler in a championship match? Yeah, I'm. I'm just thinking. Um, it. I mean, it. it the uh, MLW was definitely, definitely after that. I think it was the same year when WXW ran the show on uh, WrestleMania weekend in New York which would have been WrestleMania 35. So that's four years ago. Mm. I'm really bad with numbers, but <laughs> so, so, something like that. But also that was a, was a really cool experience um, at the time. Um, also just working, I mean, that, that, that's something that will never get old in wrestling anyway, if you, uh, at one point start to work with people that you grew up watching on TV. Um, so yeah, that was a cool experience in, in MLW, uh, like working with uh, Conan um, as, as an agent. Um, and also like my, the match with uh, Tom Lawler was pretty cool. Um, yeah, we're, I mean, how should I say, we're still in, in loose contact, like maybe once a year, uh, or something like that. Um, I'm really happy um, about the stuff um, he's doing right now, or what what he has been doing uh, for for the, um, for the last uh, two years. And yeah, that that was that was that was a really cool match. And also it was um, what should I say? I, it was pretty cool for me to to um, to wrestle for the MLW. Uh, world title on the same night that Walter wrestled for the uh, for the NXT UK belt uh, with Pete Dunn, uh, obviously on the on the way bigger stage. But uh, it's still it, it's still cool to think okay, there's like those two Austrian guys flying to New York to wrestle for um, major wrestling belts. Even though, of course, I'm aware of the size difference between MLW and WWE. Don't get me wrong, but still, it's it's still kind of cool. But being part of WrestleMania weekend as well, uh, what was it like to have WXW go to America for a WrestleMania weekend and to compete on it? Uh, I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, especially uh, wrestling in New York was uh, something, um, something really cool to me. I, I do remember um how awkward the moment was when you walk through the curtain and there's people chanting your name and knowing who you are, even though you're so far away from um, from home. And a lot of those people 
you know, you would you would think they don't know you, um, but they are they, here. They are chanting your name and uh, enjoying the show. That was that was a that was a really nice experience. Uh, so in 2015, WXW opened up the uh, WXW Wrestling Academy. Uh, when did you start to become involved within the coaching side? Um, I was um, before bef uh, before I moved here to take over the um, academy as a head coach in 2020. I was doing um, some coaching already for actually a couple of years in 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 Vienna at um, the school of Michael Kovac in Vienna. Um, so I had already a little bit of experience, even though I never called myself. Oh, I'm a pro wrestling coach. I'm a, I'm um, I'm a pro wrestling trainer because I always I was always very hesitating because I always felt like no, the, um, I I do not have enough experience to um, you know to call to to call myself that. Uh, but over time, um, yeah, over time I got I got more confident uh, with that thought and i also think i'm i was doing a good job back in uh, back in austria um which i guess eventually also led to me being asked if i could think uh yeah if if if, if i would say yeah to take over the um the wrestling academy um which probably maybe at first uh might have come off surprising to one or the other but um because i'm like let's be honest my wrestling style doesn't scream like you know i, I don't i don't do a lot of wrist locks and fa fancy wrestling stuff but on the other side just because i don't do it in the ring doesn't mean that i haven't been practicing it for you know mm. 13 years now um and yeah i've, I've basically been inside the wrestling ring for the last 13 years twice a week uh, unless I was injured, which was like, um, yeah, I would say like roughly one year uh, throughout my career I was injured. So that's obviously where you were not there, but you can, you can still learn on, um, on a theoretical level about wrestling then. But yeah, um, so uh, coming back to your question, uh, was, uh, the WXW Academy, I moved here in early 2020 uh to t uh, to take it over and now we're here uh what have been some of your most rewarding moments as as a coach i guess um in general uh what, what i do like about being a coach is to see people who and i i uh, I, I said that in a, in a in a in a different interview um uh, what uh, what I do like the most about coaching is to see people who already, I mean, also I mean don't get me wrong, training people from scratch is uh, can also be very rewarding and to see people uh, like make the first steps. But for me personally, what I enjoy the most is um, giving people guidance who already have a base, and they already have some. Yeah, they already have a tool set, but they don't know how to use those tools. So they can they they, they uh, working with with guys who already 
on paper know how to do stuff and then showing them how to use those tools that they already have that's what's what's the most rewarding uh to me um you know it's it's like it's a little bit more detail work maybe but mm -hmm. that's what i enjoy the most to to have those guys that already have a base that they know how to do the moves but they don't know when to do it and why to do it and teaching teaching them why and how they should do it and when and then them getting you know then them getting a reaction for it that they haven't gotten before just because maybe the idea was good but the execution and the timing was wrong like that's Maybe I'm too complicating this right now, but uh, but that's what I what what I personally enjoy the most. Yeah, no, I see where you're coming from. So yeah, where they have already have a foundation, but and allowing say somebody who's already big and got quite a lot of size, but teaching them how to really use that size or weight effectively, guys that can do jumps and flips about when to do those jumps and flips rather than just doing jumps and flips. Is, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now let's talk about some of the young guys that have been coming through the WXW Academy, which have been some really uh, top-notch superstars coming through as of late. Uh, now, if you could pick four of them. Now, the Progress Wrestling here in the UK, we have a thing called the Natural Progression Series that sees a lot of young contenders come over. Peter Tahanye just competed uh, against RKJ. Uh, if you could pick four guys to be in like a fatal four-way as a qualification match, which four guys would you pick? We're talking Europe? Europe, yeah. Um, Ilya Bloom. I mean, I don't need to mention Peter because he's already in there. Uh, Gulyas Jr., I'm up on the village on. Yeah. Probably Kuro from France. And who's going to be the fourth? I would say Anil Marik, even though he's injured right now, but uh, I hope uh, I hope he's coming back soon. By the way, that's not a spoiler. Mm -hmm. uh, it's <laughs> Shoulder injuries, I can tell you from experience, are the worst. Um, so, uh, so that's gonna take some time still. But yeah, that would be my 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 four picks: uh, Ilya, Anil Marek, Kuro, and Golias Junior. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the uh, the, the current Hungarian contingent and uh, my beloved village. My uh, wife, who I brought to the show, her new favorite wrestler happens to be Peter Tahani now. What a surprise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing how popular that young man has become because I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone get more cheers than Speedball Mike Bailey in a match against Speedball Mike Bailey. And to see that, uh, yeah, young Peter receive such a reaction is just, just so awesome to see. Um, I mean, to be quite honest, uh, I, cannot, I cannot comment on that, but... I'm happy, um, even though, of course, it doesn't really, uh, my, how should I say, my ambos alter ego doesn't want me to say that, but obviously, uh, Peter is um, super uh, popular right now, uh, but yeah, it's not, how should I say, 
like to me it's not it's not really surprising even though that might so sound odd but he's he, he's he's so he's so talented and he's so real at the same time you know like he's not he's not playing anything he's just being himself out there maybe just amped up a little bit like you know um so yeah i'm 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 really happy he's he's getting the reactions he's getting but i also i cannot say i'm surprised <laughs> that was i don't know like that was a long time coming i would say Okay, we're going to talk about Ambos, but before we talk about Ambos, we'll talk about 16 Carat, because this is kind of where the whole, your heel turn came into effect, where you started to become this leader of Ambos. But what was it like, uh, 16 Carat, being back in that turban and holla, you know, after two years away, what was that reception like? Oh, I... um. I really enjoyed uh, 16 Carat. Um, I also, I mean, it was with 750 people in attendance, I, I think, which was uh, the maximum that we could uh, do at the time. And I still think, I mean, maybe, I mean, I, I, I guess there's gonna be people with like um, split takes on it. I personally really enjoyed uh, 16 karat and I would I would also say for 750 people wearing um what is moonshots in English uh in English um a mask got that mm. uh, so for 750 people who needed to wear a mask for three days straight I think the atmosphere was great and I think the atmosphere was 16 karat worthy um was it the loudest 16 karat ever? Probably not. Um, but again, for 750 people, uh, basically being forced to put on a mask for three days, I think it was it was um, it was a great atmosphere over the weekend, and yeah, um, lot of, lots of good memories about the tournament. And you got to face off against one of the best wrestlers in the world today, in Jonathan Gresham. Uh, an incredible match. Would talk us through what that match was like to be in the ring with Mr. Gresham, ROH champion at the time. I mean that um, that that was a big match. Um, I do remember I was really really tired because uh, I mean I I don't know how um, how much you know of that, but I'm heavily involved backstage in WXW, so usually those festival weekends are very very busy days for me uh, when it comes to agent agenting and organizing stuff um so so yeah like um i was I, I i can tell you my my battery was really 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 empty before uh b before that finals um and i'm really happy i was um in there with uh, somebody like um uh john gresham who then really you know um forced me to to get a like third or fourth wind over the weekend um and yeah i think um the tournament finals were um i think it was a good match i mean i'm uh, i'm never satisfied with anything that i do in the ring and it will probably never happen um 
yeah, the, the match itself was uh, was pretty cool. John did a really a really nice uh, speech uh, afterwards, but what actually going forward was even more important for me than being in the finals. And uh, um, yeah, uh, being in the 16 karat gold finals was what happened afterwards after I lost it, which was basically the starting point to yeah, to a storyline that we're still that we're still in. Yes, you've uh, you formed Amboss alongside the Arrows of Hungary and uh, Lawrence Roman. What is the 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 ethos, the mission plan, uh, the idea behind Amboss? I mean, the idea is uh, pretty clear that um, we're not really satisfied how things are going. In, in wrestling and it's time for the veterans to stand up against uh, uh, yeah the whole BS that is going on that we uh, that we that, that we dislike um, yeah it I mean uh, I'm really happy to be quite honest for Lawrence Roman um, to be part of the be part of the group because I think he's been he's been a great talent for for a really long time now but um he was maybe missing like the like the like a little bit of spice uh and also see uh, seeing his performance over the world tech team festival we uh was also great i mean again not surprising because i was very confident that it's uh that is that that is in him um, but him now bringing it, bringing it out uh, the way he does is really cool to see. And obviously the Arrows of Hungary are one of the best uh, tag teams in the world, the best tag team in Europe, I would say, um, at least continental Europe. Um, so yeah, uh, we are four grumpy dudes who like to stretch the young guys. <laughs> No, I've yeah very much been uh, enjoying this uh, angle and uh, very much a fan of the Arrows of Hungary. And uh, if we're going to talk about the World Tag Team Festival, we, we we can't not talk about the continental Europe of how much it exposed how great talent is all over across Europe, not just in one, but Hungary and, and over in France. You had a great contingent from France come over. And from uh, uh, you know Sweden in Alice Inc., what are you making of this new new crop of uh, continental European stars? I mean, I think that was our goal to show. I mean, if you look at my Twitter profile, my pinned tweet is that continental European wrestling is great, um, and I think it's. I mean. There's definitely a progress going on, but I think it has already been uh, great for the last for the last years. I mean, during the pandemic, nothing was really going on, but I really do think there's a lot of great talent in uh, in continental European wrestling, be it uh, France or Hungary. Um, I mean, there's uh, Jacob Crane is coming out of Poland, so or Ellis Inc. Uh, from Sweden, there's a couple of talented guys in Denmark. Um, Michelle Green is from uh, from from Switzerland. 
you know so there is and and we didn't even touch italy yet where there's also a couple of really uh talented guys or maria de la rosa from spain you know so there uh there's a lot of great talent in continental europe and i think world tech team festival was a great way of showcasing that Definitely agree. I'd like to see the uh, UK promotions use uh, some more continental European talents to uh, help create fresh matchups. Uh, but on the other side of that, so from UK, who are some guys that you would like to see, some of the young guys you'd like to see maybe spend a week or two in the academy or maybe a few stars that would do well on the uh, main shows? Hmm, good question. Uh... To, to be honest, I didn't really follow the UK scene like really, really close for the last three or four months. I do think um, uh, men like Derese did a really good job at the wildcards uh, event. So he would probably uh, one of the guys. I do like Will Cruz, who was here like two years ago. He was here for a week um at the academy uh some some time ago and i think he he was re he, he really made some steps into the right direction um so i think he's he's pretty impressive i mean Carnoir is obviously i mean at least to me probably the number one in british wrestling right now um so but i mean he's he's um uh, part of the WXW roster anyway. So I, I think I don't really need to, uh, I don't really need to mention him. Um, I do like Alex Windsor a lot. I really, uh, really enjoy her work. Um, there was only three, right? Three, so. yeah. yeah. I, I think it, it shows that, yeah, as you say, Alex Windsor, I mean, for me, I think she's definitely one of the best uh, wrestlers in the uk and uh, europe and, and world she honestly uh, she's killing it in uh tokyo joshi pro uh currently and a man like Doris, as you mentioned he's i think this year has represented almost over 50 different wrestling promotions oh. every promotion in the uk just seems to want to use him and it was great to see him out uh over in wxw it was great to see the crowd crowd cheer 0121 for him uh yeah. For his uh during his entrance uh now the weekend itself uh again uh, what was it like what did you make of that because this time there were no face masks you could hear the crowd it was loud what was it like for you in the rain uh it was it was great even though i'm gonna be 100 honest i had a food poisoning the week before so I was not a I was not at a hundred percent um or I mean I I enjoyed it but um I probably would have enjoyed it more if physically I was at a hundred percent uh let, let me put it like that but um yeah no I, I I was really happy uh with uh with how the crowd received the shows and uh, it seemed like everybody was having a good time and everybody was uh invested in what happened inside the ring and yeah i mean to be quite honest like the like the closing moment in the finals was probably one of my 
favorite crowd reactions ever. Um, so yeah, how can I not be happy? No, yeah, again, fully agree now. Femfetal's returned this year as well. Uh, was there anyone who really stood out for you during that tournament? Yeah, Alice Inc. <laughs> Ask mean, a simple question, get a simple answer. <laughs> I love it. Uh, anyone else uh, 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 as well? I mean, obviously, Marsha Slamovic is, is, is great. Probably one of the best... Uh, female wrestlers right now on this planet, I think. Um, so I really liked Anastasia Bardot. Um, I was looking forward uh, that we would bring her in for quite some time now, but sometimes you need to wait for, you know, some, sometimes uh, the opportunity is not there, uh, but it was with Femme Fatales. So I think um, she's, She's really talented as well. Um, but I think, yeah, Masha Slamovic and Alice Inc. Uh, would be my two names uh, to pick. Um, also, I love uh, the finals. And yeah, um, like those would be my two, my two picks. And you mentioned, uh, I was going to ask a question about the final match itself with, against the French Indoors, but you mentioned about uh, what you, you thought of the reaction, which was I spoke to many guys afterwards and a lot of people were just like, that was an incredible festival, incredible weekend. Anyone from the UK who I met up with, because I didn't realise there was going to be such a big uh, UK fan support there and we all looked after each other. I asked all of them one question, would you come back for 16 carat? And every single person said yes. <laughs> well, hopefully. Uh, I will definitely be at 16 Carat this year. I, I really enjoyed the festival itself. And uh, so for 16 Carat, that's going to be definitely next on my list. Now, this weekend, we saw so a bit of a difficult one. We saw NXT UK, former NXT UK stars return. We saw Meta Hand. We saw Amal. What? do you think the hiatus of NXT UK may affect and what about the possibility of uh, NXT Europe? How do you think this may affect the European independence scene? Um, well, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, I can only, I can only um, say from my standpoint, I mean, um, if, if people um, get to work uh, for WWE for a certain amount of time and then they come back. That means they bring a lot of knowledge back to um, to their home promotion, if you want to call it, uh, if you want to call it like that. So from 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 from, from that standpoint, that benefit that benefits us definitely. Um, on the other side, um, Let's see how long this is gonna uh, gonna be this way because I mean, you, you know, I'm I'm not a big fan uh, of speculating and uh, and that stuff because nobody really, I mean, not nobody, but nobody that I know knows anything about NXT Europe in particular. So, you know, I've no clue when it's gonna be when it's gonna happen. Is it gonna be something that happens on January first or something? You know, that might take another year or two. I don't know. Um, and I personally, I'm too busy in, I'm too, I'm too busy with, with the school and everything 
to be speculating about uh, that kind of stuff. So I usually tend to deal with that stuff when I know when there's some facts that I can deal with. You know what I mean? Um, so, I, I, so I don't want to turn down your question, but I'm not a big fan of, of speculating. And sometimes I also feel like I'm the last guy to, to, to like get some infos or to, to know about like some um, gossip and rumors and, and, and that kind of thing. So I always feel like I'm, I'm kind of late to the party. But for, for, uh, for, for, for WXW, as a company, it's obviously great to have Metehan back to um, be uh, able to uh, have a Malbec because again, they can, they can um, give their knowledge to the new generation and they can profit from that. So from, from that side, it's a big, it's a big plus for us. Yes. Right, so a couple of quiz questions before we finish some uh, nice easier ones for you. If you could pick four competitors for a European Mount Rushmore, who would you pick? So we'll go for you. Allow one of uh, all time and one of more current. Okay, all, all time. Um, Karl Gotch was born in Belgium, if I remember remember yeah. correctly, right? Okay, so he would be one. Um, Big Daddy, Otto Wands, and. Hmm, good question. Well, then I will just uh, make Tristan Archer happy and say Andre the Giant. <laughs> Why not? Uh, so let's go for That's four. That's a pretty heavy Mount Rushmore now that I think about it. <laughs> well, you're a big man. you got to love the big man wrestling. <laughs> Heavyweight wrestling is having such a resurgence, not just in uh, the UK right now. We're getting a lot of new big heavyweights coming up on the scene. Uh, certainly like to see. We've had the Atlas tournament come back, of course. Uh, big Damo is the current champion. How would you like to face Big Damo for the Progress Atlas Championship? Why not? Um, I'm always up for, for new challenges. Okay, so now let's go for your four more current uh, Mount Rushmore of Europe. Uh, Walter or Gunther. Um, Fit Finlay, William Regal, and British Bulldog. British Bulldog always seems to be end up in everybody's uh, list. <clears throat> now, one of the questions we used to love, also love asking, if you could have a sustained run right now in, say, America, UK yeah. or Japan, where are you going? Uh, so um, it, we're talking about like main, like we're talk, talking WWE or AEW or? Uh, we'll stick it? more independent, I guess. Yeah. Um, I would go with Japan probably um, because I wanted to go back. To, I, I, I've been wanting to go back to Japan for I don't know, like 10 years now or something like that. Um, I'm, I'm super happy that I got to go there so early in my career, but I feel like I could leave a different kind of impact, right? If I would be going right now and if I would have the opportunity to, uh, to wrestle there, 
uh, right now than I was 10 years ago, even though it was a, again, it was a very important uh, part of my career. I just wish I could um, go there with my skill set that I do have right now, uh, because I think I could make way bigger impact than 10 years ago. Okay, we're gonna narrow it down. We're gonna go Noah, All Japan, or Dragon Gate, or Big Japan, or all four. <laughs> I mean, I don't really, I don't really. I mean, Dragon Gate would probably not really fit me. Um, I would say, uh, out of nostalgia, of course, uh, um, I, I I need to say Big Japan, but realistically, I would say All Japan would be the more the most interesting for me right now. Excellent. Now, tickets are now on sale for WXW's 22nd anniversary in December, as well as the 16 karat golds. What could we possibly expect from these shows? I mean, we need to find out in the upcoming weeks and months, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, there, uh, I, I, saw, uh, I saw a graphic the day before uh, two days before or something like that so there ha has been a couple of uh wrestlers announced already including uh Karanoa, if i'm uh, if i'm not mistaken um i th i think you can you, um without taking uh, anything away i think you can expect what you can always expect from wxw which is a, a storytelling pro wrestling product um if i'm not if I'm not mistaken, uh, Levaniel um, challenged Tristan Archer for the Unified World Wrestling Championship at 22nd anniversary uh, on the third day of Tag Festival. So that's probably, I, that's something that a lot of people are looking forward to, I would say. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be much, much more. Super. Uh, I really thank you for your time today, Robert. I know you're a very busy man, so uh, I'll let you get back to it. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, is there any new merch coming your way, Amboss? Or uh... Uh, we 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 just um, dropped our first piece of merch at the Tech Festival with the Amboss shirt. Um, I I think that's gonna be it for um, yeah for for the next time. But if you want to support Amboss and if you want to support our message of reclaiming, reshaping, and rebuilding, then you better get one of those t-shirts. <laughs> Super. Thank you very much for your time today. And uh, as we always leave it, don't feed the trolls.